This is why we have the best fans in the world. Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. And this is our 136th episode of Talk Direction. And Lucia is back with me today. How have you been? It's been a while. It has been a while. The last couple weeks have been quite stressful. And so I'm kind of like in a weird time warp where I'm like, did we just talk yesterday or have been months? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I know. It feels because it it was... What, like two weeks ago now, right? It was two weekends ago, yeah. Yeah. But it was the live episode, so it was like a little different. Oh, yeah. And that was for four and I also, hours, so maybe that's yeah. why it feels like it was so recent. <laughs> Too much of And me. I also didn't re-listen to it, because the other episodes I've been on, I've like listened to them after mm-hmm. you put them out. And that one I have not listened to, because I'm like, oh. Because <laughs> it was like a live stream, so yeah. I don't know. I know, live streams, they're nerve-wracking. But, like, when I went back, I'll, like, edit the episode, you know, when I put it right. out there. But, like, the video is unedited because it's a live stream. Yeah. But, like, when I did the episode, I went back and edited it. I think there was oh, something good. that I said that I was like, yeah, I don't want to say that to everyone. So let me re- oh, really? remove what I said. <laughs> yeah, there was something about Harry. I think I was a little bit too harsh. So oh. <laughs> I took it out. Anyone who uh, can go find that comparison, props to you. Um, but, yeah, that's what Maybe happens when you do live episodes. Um, yeah. It was a lot of fun, though. Oh, yeah, I know. I love I love when people, like, comment and we can, like, listen along with them and, like, read listener comments. It's always great. Yeah. Um, so today's episode is going to be Meet Me in the Hallway. I always forget to announce, like, what the main discussion is at the beginning of the episode, but now I'm announcing it. So it's going to be an exciting episode. And I was just telling Lucia that I'm going to, tr- like, for this episode, I'm going to put in all the little clips that we talk about as we talk about them. So if we say like, oh, there's this really cool like wavy guitar sound, I'm gonna like try to insert that sound. So get excited for that. I'm gonna like talk about every like second of the songs. You have to just insert (laughs) the whole song. (laughs) Yeah, every time we mention something that's like, oh, another two minutes of my time that I'm gonna have to go like find the song. Like I'm gonna have to have the song up and like cut portions of the song out and paste them into our discussion I mean it takes extra work but I feel like it's definitely necessary for some of Harry's songs and this one definitely like the music is just so interesting so it is and the the one you did before um from the dining table was like I like loved that so much being able to hear all the little thanks actually last episode the Anna one I just put out I did that a couple times not like oh yeah it was like I talked about how, like, Anna sounded like um, uh, Walking in the Wind, and that sounded like the Rugrats theme song. So I put that mm. in, I, oh, all cool. three of those. And then I put in, we mentioned, um, you know how One Direction used to cover Valerie, like, back in the day on stage? 
Yeah. I put that clip in as well, so. Oh, that's cool. I haven't listened to that episode yet, but that's awesome. Yeah, I was meant to put it out on Wednesday, and it went up on Saturday, which was yesterday. Yeah. So, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the week just goes by so quickly. I'm like, I need it to start does. posting midweek, because, like, I record on the weekends, and then, like, I'm posting, like, a week after, so everything's a bit, like, outdated. Right. But, you know, it's hard to get it done. <laughs> We'll yeah. See what happens with this episode. I don't want to promise anything, but <laughs> um anyway, on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash talk direction, where we put up bonus content, uh little mini episodes that we've called talk direction down low. Um last episode I had Martha and Stefan and we talked about Niles concerts. We went over his set list, the covers that he's done, like the live versions versus the studio versions. Um, and Steph and I actually met up for his concert, so we talked a bit about that as well. Um, so go check that out. And then this week's episode of Talk Direction Down Low is going to be about Zane's music video for his song Entertainer. Um, we're going to talk about the song and the music video, as well as Niall um, talking about the cute dads on Twitter who, like, had a baby on a plane. <laughs> so <laughs> get excited for Talk Direction Down Low. And that's, um, again, patreon.com slash talkdirection. Um, moving on to our back to you segment I just keep on coming back to you. where you guys can write in to us at talk underscore direction on Twitter, talk direction at gmail.com or tumblr.com slash talk direction. And we read what you write on the show. Um, as you know, I'm notoriously bad at getting back to people on email, <laughs> but I'm slowly <laughs> starting to catch up. I was, like, almost fully caught up with emails, but then, like, some more people emailed in, so not quite caught up. Um, yeah. But this one's from a while ago, because this is when Kara was still on the show. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, this was Nicole who wrote in about Kiwi, and Nicole wrote a super-duper long email, which we love, um, but I've, like, highlighted parts of it, and so I'm just gonna condense it for the sake of time. Um, but let me start, and then halfway through, Lucia is going to take over. Um, hello, Caitlin and Kara. Here I am writing long emails past my bedtime again. I just listened to your episode on Kiwi and was so surprised that my feeling about it is so different. Now, also remember that, like, <laughs> I always regret the song discussions we've had, so... Um, not every song discussion, <laughs> but, like, I go into song discussions, like, oh, this is, like, what my focus is gonna be, and then, like, it completely changes, like, yeah. I don't even know, but anyway, um, to me, Kiwi isn't about a specific woman, the whole vibe, the whole vibe of the song speaks to the image I have of him being preyed on in every social situation, um, although it's a fun song, I see the story as sad and deba debauched, 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 I think it's debauched, debauched. Like debauchery. Oh, yeah. Um, two big words for me. Um, <laughs> and very jaded, like the entertainment industry in general, to be honest. Um, but I do really want the cactus to be a prick boyfriend. That would be amazing songwriting. That was my husband's initial interpretation. I think Carolina, by contrast, is about an interesting woman who has impressed him that he can, that he called a good girl, that he called her a good girl is annoying but it doesn't detract from the song for me. It strikes me as well-intended. There's a definite level of respect there that doesn't even exist in Kiwi. Of course, one of my favorite ever 1D songs is Steal My Girl, so we may so we may <laughs> be on totally different pages. 
I didn't love Kiwi that much until the James Corden performance. First of all, that jumpsuit was beyond sublime. It's sexy, androgynous businessman. Go back and watch it compared to all the show footage from the tour. He was on fire that night. His vocals were dead on and his dancing around was just enough. I feel like on tour, he's just running around wild and not singing half the lyrics. It's super fun, but it gets a bit sloppy. Last night, 1127, driving home, the DJ on the pop radio station said, this is my new favorite song right now. It's new Harry Styles. And then Kiwi kicked in. I screamed. It was like a shot of adrenaline compared to the other stuff on the radio. I wanted to take over radio and rule the airwaves. If only because I can't st- I can't listen to strip that down one more freaking time. <laughs> um, Caitlin, you have have you had afternoon tea at the Orangery in Kensington Gardens? Make sure you do. All the love, Nicole. I have not had afternoon tea there, uh, but I should definitely do it. I haven't done anything while I've been here, <laughs> to be honest. So if anyone has suggestions, please let me know because. You should like definitely be having tea. I feel like there's probably I know, great tea but places like, there. There's no one. I mean, I guess I have some friends here, but like, it's not like there. I don't really like. I'm not on a campus, so I'm not like hanging out with people. Right. Where I'm just like, oh, let's go. You know, we all live like super far away from each other, like over an hour away. So it's like, oh yeah, you know, weird. But I think some of my family's gonna come visit. So I'm like, I need to like gather all like the British things that I'm supposed to do with people and do them all with my family when they come. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, because I definitely want to do some of these things um, for sure before I go. All I've, I mean, I've been doing like concerts and like events, but not really seeing like London, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to say that this, um, what you were saying at the beginning about like uh, Nicole, what you were saying at the beginning about like, um, like the image of him being like preyed upon in social situations and um, like the entertainment industry and jaded and all that type of stuff. I felt like it related a bit to something that has happened recently um, with Harry where I don't know if anyone else has seen it, but I mean, recently there's been a lot of photos of him like at his hotel um, like by the pool, like relaxing with like the band and like people are taking photos of him um, or like walking out of the gym. I think we talked about that recently. Um, people like filming him while he's at the gym, stuff like that. We're just like, I don't know. It's, it feels like such an invasion of privacy to me. And it's so weird that like, we have to talk about that. But like people have been saying on Twitter, like, rem- remember to like respect Harry's privacy. Like when he's at a hotel, he like, that's his time to like relax and like not be on all the time. And it really yeah. sucks that like, um, he has people invading his privacy that way. Um, yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, it, it is creepy. And like, I hate seeing photos like that, where it's like, clearly someone was like, so, like using their phone like sideways like pretending not to yeah. get a picture and like you can tell because it's like blurry and shaky yeah um, and to be completely honest like if I were to see someone out in the world like Harry I may take a picture but mm-hmm. I would never like post it online yeah definitely. like I don't know if I can help myself to not take a picture. <laughs> but, like, yeah but like not in an obvious way. Yeah, I know. And that's still creepy of me. I, but yeah. I'm just I know. But there's, <laughs> there's like things that we want to do, but like things you should and should not do. And definitely yeah. posting it online is just like very uncool. It's um, really weird to, yeah, to post. Yeah, post it online. There was but. this video that I saw where he was at a restaurant and like someone was doing like the fake like 
pan around to get the view, but clearly they uh-huh. were, like, panning to get Harry in the shot, and you can see Harry's looking directly at the camera and, like, shakes his head, like, I know what you're doing, like, that's I really saw that. <laughs> oh my god, crap. Okay, I'm totally gonna forget who this was. Ugh, I'm so annoyed with myself. There's this person who has an Instagram account. It's a, he's, like, an actor or a musician. He's someone very famous and annoyed that I can't think of who it is. Uh, is it, it's Dylan, Dylan or Cole? Oh, Cole, Cole Sprouse. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know about that. He has mm-hmm. an Instagram where he, like, takes, if, when people are taking, trying to take secret videos and pictures of him, he takes video or pictures back <laughs> at them and then posts them on his Instagram. <laughs> it is so funny. <laughs> yeah, and, like, he puts, like, big descriptions of, like, the person or, yeah. like, the scenario. It's really funny. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's, yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, it's just, like, I couldn't imagine if you're freaking by the pool, like, looking like a sweaty mess, and there's, like, tons of people getting these crappy pictures of you. It's just, like, yeah, uncool. So, if you guys are ever in that situation, just try to be respectful, you know? Yeah. I guess I would say, again, it's hard because you have, like, oh my God, it's Harry Styles. And you're not thinking straight. But if you pre-think about it, then when you're in that situation, you have a better idea of what to do, I guess. Yeah. Um, So yeah, thank you for writing in, Nicole. Um, If anyone else wants to write in, uh, talkdirection at gmail.com is the best way for that to happen or just to tweet me on Twitter. Um, And I will somehow get back to you at some point in some way. Okay, moving on to the main discussion, all about Meet Me in the Hallway. Um, Finally doing this song. It's been a long time. Plus, like, we were going to do this song for a while, but then, like, like, multiple weeks have passed. Yeah. We were going to do it. So it feels like it's definitely a long time coming. Definitely. Um, And you you chose this song, right? Like, this is one that you wanted to do. Why was... It is, yeah. I think it's because it's just, like, my favorite song in the album. Mm-hmm. And, like, in trying to prepare for this episode, I was, like, a little worried because, like, the reason that it's my favorite song is just, like, the sound of it. And it's, mm-hmm. like, hard to articulate in words. So I was yeah. like, <laughs> even though it's my favorite song, like, is it going to be the best to discuss on a podcast? But I'm sure we will find many things to discuss about yeah, it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll insert the clip. So hopefully, like, even if we oh, describe something yeah. poorly someone yeah. you know I've got a lot of words to describe things that don't make sense so hopefully by putting in the actual sounds you guys will get what we're trying to say yeah and I just find it to be like a really different song and it, like a lot of stuff about it is very like unique and stuff mm-hmm. so I thought it would be good to discuss yeah definitely um and we're finally just moving on with our our Harry songs getting them done checking them off yeah still got yeah. a lot to go but you know <laughs> I mean the extra medicine in Anna like that threw us for a loop because that was two more right songs. but we've That's been doing true. a lot of song discussions and I'm happy about it so we're gonna keep them coming yeah um so first time listening to this do you remember your first time listening to it um, I do, um, as discussed on our live stream episode, um, I had like a listening party at my house mm-hmm. um, with a couple friends when the album came out and we listened to the whole album like through. So that's the first time I ever heard the song because it hadn't come out before the album. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we had made my house very like atmospheric 
we had like good lighting and it was like very like you know moody and the pink aesthetic yeah um, and so yeah I remember when it first came on I was like super excited because I was so obsessed with the way it sounded and it was yeah. like the first song we heard and it, yeah what were your like acoustics good like did you have a good speaker yeah I have this like sono speaker that's like actually insanely incredible it's oh, like good. kind of like it's kind of like small for how amazing it sounds and how loud it is so mm-hmm. I feel like that's super on. important with this song like it really is and then particular. also like when you yeah and when you listen to this song with like headphones you get totally different um like angles mm-hmm. of it because there's so much like layering that goes yeah. on that you can hear much more when you have headphones on yeah so interesting yeah because the first time I listened I was in headphones and I oh, remember just like feeling super surrounded by it I think yeah. most of the songs I listened to in headphones for the first time because like I was in a I was in a dorm in like shared dorm space so right yeah <laughs> yeah I think most songs when I listen to them by myself for the first time I think I use headphones too mm-hmm. yeah yeah and I, I just if I remember just feeling so like like uh what's the word not encased I don't know like surrounded oh that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> like just like fully immersed I think that's the word I was going yeah for. Immersed, yeah like in the song and like totally. being like wow this is so cool plus because I, because I think both of us were listening in order besides mm-hmm. this like besides sign of the times and sweet sweet creature were those the mm-hmm. only two released before oh and ever since new york like the live version right this yeah. was like us starting the album um, yeah so yeah and i remember being really like struck by how sad it was because mm. i think i wasn't expecting that because ever since new york definitely like has some sadness to it yeah and like sign of the times has like a little bit of sadness to it too I mean they all all of his songs have like a little bit of sadness mm-hmm. um but this one was like really intense and mm-hmm. I was like really struck by that and it made me like excited for the rest of the album yeah definitely like yeah now that I'm thinking about it are there any happy songs on his album I mean well I mean there are some that are like sweet creature is like yeah. a happy song but it's like got like like, I feel like every one of his songs has, like, a little bit of sadness. I guess the yeah. only one that maybe wouldn't would be, like, Only Angel. Yeah. Only Angel. But there's still, like, that tension of, like, there's something gone wrong, you know? Like, yeah, there perfect. is. Yeah. And I guess Carolina isn't. Oh, I yeah. Carolina, Carolina actually Carolina's, doesn't have any sadness. Yeah. Carolina would be the happiest one. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, wonder Carolina. if we'll get, like, happier <laughs> songs next time. I think Medicine's pretty happy, but it's not on the album. I think so, too. And what about Anna? Anna's pretty happy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, He's got deep emotions. Deep, yeah. sad emotions on this album. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? What's the next question? Oh, have your opinions of the song, like, grown or changed since the first time? Like, since it was released? You know, I don't really think they have that much. I mean, I've, like, gotten to know the song better, mm-hmm. so I, my, like, feelings about it have, like, shifted. But, like, I think when I first heard it, it was, like, my favorite, but I couldn't necessarily say that it was my favorite because, like, I love all the songs so much. Yeah. But, like, instinctually, I was, like, I, like, was into that one the most. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of still feel that way. Yeah. I, I don't know how mine have changed. 
Yeah. I feel like maybe I just understand this song more. Plus, like, I've just done, like, an in-depth lyrical analysis of it, like, on my own. We're about to talk about it. But, like, mm-hmm. even doing that and, like, that always makes me feel something new about the song or have different ideas of what it means. Um, yeah, so. I love, like, your interpretation of lyrics because I feel like almost every time, like, you do a lyrical interpretation like you bring up things that I hadn't even thought about and then they make so much sense yeah and that happens to me too just like when I'm writing them as well like Mm -hmm. I'm like I totally didn't necessarily think of it this way but like now that I'm sitting here and having to think about it it like makes you think of new things yeah Um, definitely yeah and like I went on I always like open up genius as well where like people put their own interpretations of the lyrics and like I try to do mine and then look at what Uh they do um, but there were so yeah. many people that had, like, different ideas of it. And, like, yeah. I was like, oh, I need to add this in. Like, this is so interesting. <laughs> like, there's so many different ways to take songs. And sometimes you sort of, like, get in this one-track mind of, oh, this is what it means. And then you're, like, completely opened up to a new perspective, which is always interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think the other reason why, like, I like the song became my favorite is because I like related to it so much Mm -hmm. like so instantly like the feelings of it were so like instantly relatable to me yeah I feel like Harry's really good at relating relating to different people in his songs like his songs are very relatable and he writes them in that way you know it's not just that he's talking about feelings that we've had but he writes it in a way that it makes you really connect with it Right. Um, we were saying about that, about Anna on last episode, that just like, you know, he really wrote that emotion of being like overwhelmed with someone and being like, oh, I can't even handle it. Like that yeah. emotion, <laughs> which is very different than this emotion. It's, you know, that one's kind of a more like exasperated, like silly kind of emotion. And this one's a lot like sadder, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the way he writes it and the way this you know he sings it with his voice and the music that comes along with it I feel like it really um captures emotion well yeah definitely um so this one as we said this one starts off the album I feel like it's a good way to start the album like both musically like I Mm -hmm. feel like musically it sounds like a nice start but also like with the themes of the album you know it really sort of prefaces everything to come with a lot of the relationships talked about in the songs and the miscommunication and the feelings of sadness um, and confusion. I feel like this one is a good like thesis statement for what is to come, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I totally agree. And he starts the song by like counting down like mm. one, two, three, four. What- Which also I feel like, I wonder, I, I, I like don't know if they like, if they wrote that with like thinking that it would be the first song in mind mm-hmm. or if that was just part of the song and then it happened to like work really well as the first song. Yeah, that is interesting. I know he's done that like on like if you listen to the Abbey Road, he counts down for a lot like almost all the songs. Right. Um, so they must have decided to like keep the counting in for this one because it's like the start of the album, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it at the beginning, and I like the counting down into the song as well. Yeah. And then it goes into Sign of the Times. I feel like those sit nicely together. Yeah. Um, what are, I said, what are the big themes of this song? How does it preface mm. the album? Sort of what I was just saying. I guess, like, the whole yeah. miscommunication. 
Um, yeah, I think I think that yeah, the miscommunication and like the like sadness and mm-hmm. and like about like relationships and yeah. I, I think it's sort of like I think a lot of the songs for me at least sound like different types of relationships, so not mm-hmm. necessarily just romantic relationships. Although this one, like when I listen to it, it makes me think of romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. But like that sort of theme of like sadness over over trying to like communicate with someone and be in a relationship with someone and having things not go yeah well (laughs) (laughs) yeah I definitely think the same thing where it's like you can just feel like the confusion and the struggle and like the want to make it better I feel like you hear you you see that throughout his album the sort of wanting to strive to be better like to communicate Mm -hmm. but not being able to get there and like um, really yeah. trying but still like there's still problems that doesn't make it happen and it, it still doesn't go as smoothly as like what he's wanting so you can like and that kind of makes it even sadder because it's not like someone mm-hmm. doesn't care it's like they really do care a lot but they can't overcome like whatever it is going on in each song that like yeah makes it difficult. So true yeah and there's like a desperation like especially yeah. in the chorus with like the I gotta get better like yeah. it's like <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah. Um, and then he's performed this one live a ton of times now because he's mm-hmm. been on tour. Um, what do you think of like the live version versus the studio version? And do you see differences there? Um, I do. So typically I always like enjoy live versions more than studio versions. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if like I'm at the show. But, and with this song, when I went to see him, because I went to his first um, show, and he hadn't played this song. Actually, had he played this song yet? If he had, I, I hadn't heard it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, like, looking forward to it the most, because um, I was, like, just really ready for it to devastate me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but when he did actually play it, I, like, I wasn't disappointed. It was beautiful, mm-hmm. but I definitely would w- like I listening to it. I prefer listening to the studio version over live versions. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. I feel like maybe with this song, I like this. Stu- I don't know if it's like, I think it's just maybe if I was in an atmosphere that wasn't a huge, like open venue. Like if mm. I could imagine if you're like in a really like tight space and like, you get, like, the echoes off the walls or something. Like, that would be really cool. Um, Yeah. I guess that can happen in a large space, too. But I guess, like, I feel like I didn't feel as, like, enclosed in it. um, Yeah. Being in such an open, like, space. Um, Right. I'm trying to remember, like, at the smaller venues back in the fall versus, like, at the London O2, which is so much bigger. um, Oh, yeah. If it was different. I don't really remember. Um, Yeah. Yeah, because I think it has, um, the studio version is so layered, mm-hmm. and I don't actually know what they do, like, obviously I can't say for sure, but, like, it definitely sounds like, like, voices and, like, guitars are, like, layered on top of each other. Yeah, there's a lot and of, they like, can't... echoey sounds going on. Yeah, and they can't really replicate that live unless they were to, like, get more people in their band mm-hmm. to, like, play extra guitars and sing extra voices. Yeah. So I think, like, that part was missing for me, and then also... My favorite part of the song is the bass line, mm-hmm. and you can't hear it in the concerts. Uh, and I don't know if it's because of the way that, like, 
concert like acoustics work or if it's because mm-hmm. everyone's screaming right um yeah. but like you can't hear that bass line and like the bass line is like what makes the song like so like good to mm-hmm. me <clears throat> and then I think what you were saying too like that feeling of being encapsulated like is like lost at the con in a mm-hmm. concert venue too because you don't have that like layering and then everyone's kind of screaming so it also yeah. drowns out like the intricacies of the song yeah it's not as like intimate I think yeah and then in the chorus um like the way that the guitar sound in the studio version is like so like it's like so cool and mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like that live and I think mm-hmm. it's just because you can't hear it and also it's just one guitar yeah and I'm pretty sure in the studio version it's like layered like multiple guitar tracks yeah it sounds like that for sure yeah um, what I do like about the live version is Harry the way he sings it um, mm-hmm. he changes a lot of the notes and I really like the notes that he sings he does more falsetto on stuff yeah. and like drags some words out um and I like being able to hear like Sarah and Claire and their harmonies that they do and like yeah I really like some hearing of them too yeah so I, I yeah, like and, those yeah and I guess maybe we'll get to this when we're doing the actual analysis but I when I listen to the song like in preparation for this I and and always I've assumed that the background, like the extra vocals, like the harmonies and the chorus mm-hmm. and stuff were sung by um were sung by them. But then on the liner notes of the album, they're not listed. Mm. So then I was like, is it just Harry singing in like a high voice, so like layered a bunch? Or is it like one of those things where they use someone else's voice but it's like such a tiny amount of time that they like don't have to credit them or something? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's a lot of Harry, because, like, I think, I, I think when they were recording it, Sarah and Claire weren't, like, there yeah. for that. Right. Um, yeah, so, so I wonder if it was just, if it was just Harry's voice, and they, like, like and they, you can, times. like, you, they can, like, change it with, uh, I don't know, yeah. tools, technology, or something. Yeah, um, one of my other favorite, like, musical groups is Tegan and Sarah, and mm-hmm. they, um, when they were, they they do sing together now on their albums, but, like, for the first, like, four or five albums, they would, like, each write songs separately, and then they would only sing each of their songs, like, by themselves, like, if oh, Tegan wrote a really? song. Yeah, and everyone for years and years and years would, like, listen to their albums, assuming that they're, like, doing, like, twin harmonies, mm-hmm. but in actuality, like, if Tegan wrote a song, it was only her voice, and then she would sing the harmonies herself and, like, layer it, and then mm-hmm. Sarah would do the same thing. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. That's cool. But it's interesting that you can do that, like, on, like, albums and, like, yeah. in the studio, like, do, yeah. like, tons of harmonies, and it sounds like different people, but it's actually just yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's, like, effects on your voice. There was some other song that I saw people talking about, like, where you think it's not Harry's voice in the background. Or or I guess it's maybe from the dining table when there's all those, like, harmonies at that oh, one yeah. He's singing all of them. But it just right. Doesn't. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah, because he's also on, from the dining table, like, in the liner notes, he's he's the only one listed for vocals. It yeah. says vocals Harry Styles, background vocals Harry Styles. Yes, but then, like, That's you so have in the live version, you have him, I think he stays, like, at a pretty constant note and like the higher ones go to like Sarah and Claire yeah exactly remember but yeah yeah that part of yeah and that part of the live versions is cool that you can get to hear their voices too Mm -hmm. yeah something different yeah um 
Okay, so this song was written by Harry Styles, Jeff Basker, Mitch Rowland, Ryan Nassi, Alex Salabian, and Tyler Johnson. All names we've seen a lot of times on Harry's album. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep, like, wanting to, I really want to get, I can hear you, like, flipping the that little booklet. Mine's at home. Oh. <laughs> I need to I need to get it, because I'm always like, oh, what instrument was on this? Because, like, you can actually see what instruments yeah. were being used. And, like, what... Do you want me to read them? Sure, yeah. Yeah, read the instruments. It's interesting. Okay. So, um, so it was produced by Jeff Basker, Alex is it Salabian? I don't know. That's what I say, but then I look at it. I'm like, is that what it's that like would Salabian. be? It's like Salabian. Yeah, Sal, Sally, I don't know. Well, him yeah. and Tyler Johnson. And then um, vocals, Harry Styles, background vocals, Harry Styles, guitar and drums, Mitch Rowland, bass, Ryan Nassi, piano, Jeff Basker, and Omnichord, Harry Styles. He always plays the Omnichord. What the hell is the Omnichord? <laughs> He plays it on, in, in the album, he plays it on this track, and he plays it on Two Ghosts. What is an Omnichord? Um, so it kind of is like a like a piano, it's not a piano, but it's like a keyboard type instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking at videos earlier. You could like insert a little clip of what an Omnichord sounds like right now. Ooh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I think the sounds in the beginning of Meet Me in the Hallway, the little tinkling, like when it's like, it's kind of like, I like, I thought it was like a tinkling piano or something. Um, But I think that might be what the Omnichord is. Okay. Wait, is that not on Sign of the Times at all? I don't think so. You'd think it would be because it has a bunch of weird yeah. sounds, but no. Sign of the Times is um, uh, guitar, drums, bass, piano, keys, and lap seal. What the hell is a what? It, how, what is that one? How do you spell lap? That? Like L A P S T E E L. Oh, lap steel guitar. Lapsed. Oh. I don't know. Oh, it's what an interesting that? instrument. Huh. Really? Yeah. Looking at pictures. <laughs> It's very weird. Yeah, that's like a steel. It's a. I think it's like a different kind of steel guitar. But yeah, it's a steel guitar. Interesting. But then, what makes that like space sound in Sign of the Times? What is that? Yeah. Is that just well, computer? <laughs> like, or is that an Yeah, instrument? it could be, it could be in the production, like, because when they add stuff in in the production, like, they don't have to list, they might not list it as an instrument, mm. but it also could be, like, the piano or the keys, because it's, right. it's piano and then keys listed separately, and you can talk, do a lot of weird things with a keyboard. Yeah, because I know live, so they make that sound with a keyboard, so. Yeah, I, I think it's probably just a bunch of weird keyboard, like, sounds. Very yeah. interesting. Well, now now we're going to have to do this, like, at the intro of every song discussion because I like all this I know. information. <laughs> it's very helpful. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into the lyrics slash music slash everything about this song. All right. Starting with the title. 
Yes. Meet me in the hallway. I don't really have much to say about it. All I wrote was <laughs> good title, cool. Do you have anything more interesting than that? I mean, it's very descriptive, mm-hmm. and it's, like, the first line in the song. Yeah. Um, I like it as a title. I think it's cool. I think like there's, a like... Sentence, a direct it command. Is. Yeah. I like it a lot. Meet me in the hallway. It's yeah. weird. Mm-hmm. Like telling someone to meet you in the hallway yeah it like makes you want to f- listen to it and like figure it out why why are they meeting in the hallway yeah I've always thought of it as the hallway of a house but mm-hmm. when I just said when I just said that I thought of it like the hallway of a hotel yeah I feel like, like that's, that... I, I think of like hotel hallways I think about yeah. like at a banquet or something and like they leave to the mm-hmm. hallway like instead of like the main room it's like they're sneaking out yeah to the hallway. Yeah. So many interpretations. Yeah. Um. So yeah, good, good title, and and yeah. also like as the beginning of an album in Harry's first album, it's like meet me. It's like him like inviting like the listener as well, like the audience, Ooh, like come yeah. meet me, like come meet me in the hallway, and we'll listen. Like I'm gonna play you this album. It's like an invitation to open up the album. Yeah. Um, which is cool. Um. Okay. So then we have the count in two, three, four. Two, three. Like right away, it's like very echoey. You, it makes it feel live. Again, it's like counting into this album, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, we sort of talked a bit about it. Do you have anything else about this counting? Um, no, I just really like it as like an intro to the album. Um, I think it was well, yeah, placed. And I guess he just says two, three, four, not one, two, three, four. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, and then like one. <laughs> um, right after he sings that, like when the music starts, mm-hmm. like I always feel like it's very spacey. It's a very psychedelic yes. song. Yes, and I feel like, like I almost feel like I'm like an in an astronaut, like outfit, like mm. what, like falling through space, like. It very much has that feel for me. Yeah, I said, like, it opens with this guitar, and then there's, like, these piercing alien sounds, is what I called it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was calling tinkling. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like those, like, I don't know, it sounds like an alien spaceship. Something's going on. I think that's the Omnichord. Okay, interesting. Now, okay. I mean, that's what it's got to be unless it's some, like, production thing. Like, it didn't... Yeah. I couldn't match the sound to anything. Um, and, like, and that... And, like, with that, if you listen just to that intro part, you can already hear so many of the layers going in. And it's, totally. like... It just, like, starts off the song so well. Because, like, you can hear, like, guitar. You can hear the alien sounds. I think you can hear, like, piano um, going on as well. I'm not good at, like, dividing all the instruments out, but I was really listening to this, like, first couple of seconds of the song, and, like, I just felt like there was already so much happening. Yeah, I think in the, in that intro, you can hear the bass, um, Mm. really loud, and it sounds like it's underwater. Yes. Like, the bass line sounds like it's, like, underwater. It's, like, very, has, like, effects on it, Mm -hmm. um, and then it has that, like, really loud bass line where it's, like, it almost sounds like the guitar, Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's so like distinct and you can hear it so well. Yeah. Like often bass is like in the background or you can hear it like a little bit in like certain parts of the song, but for this song, it's like so loud throughout the whole song. Yeah. So that's like that big, like, 
I don't know what sound. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like the do, do, do. do, Okay, okay, yeah. I feel like that like really reverberates like it totally feels like you're right there. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I like love that bass line so much. It's like, yeah. It is really nice. It's so interesting how he has a lot of like space things in this album. Like we see it mm-hmm. on Sign of the Times, him talking about the atmosphere, like these very sort of alien sounds throughout multiple different songs. We have Only Angel being like very heaven and stuff. Yeah. But he, he also has a lot of like the water themes as well. It's like that balance between like space and water and like sort of above our world and then like down below underneath. Both Ooh. like sort of foreign like spaces. Yeah. Um, but, like very polar. I think- Totally. I think that's like that psychedelic 70s influence Mm. that like creates those sounds. Yeah. So interesting. And you can really hear it in the sound. And then you have like, you know, he's done it with like the the music videos to like back that up, you know, Mm -hmm. know, the whole in in Sign of the Times where he has like the ocean underneath him, but then he flies up into space. And like that intro with like the intro we got a long time ago where he's like dripping wet water and like it's sort of like this reborn person. Um, yeah. And all the water imagery we got in general with the bath and stuff. Right. Very thematic, both like sonically and like aesthetically and all that type of stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, so then it goes into the lyrics right away. Uh-huh. Um, meet me in the hallway, meet me in the hallway. I just left your bedroom. Give me some morphine. Is there any more to do? And again, all these like effects in the production that they've done with his voice. It just like this, Mm -hmm. it almost feels like he's singing in this like big echoey hallway. And it's like, yeah, feeling like lonely and empty and underwater and like all these, I don't know, all these emotions. Yeah. There's like very heavy, like reverb throughout like the Mm -hmm. whole song. And then also, I don't know if you saw, but in the doc, I included a link to this YouTube video um, where someone, like, turns down the sound of all the instruments so you can only hear the vocals of the track. Did you see that? It was in the old one. Um, Did you listen to it? No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, everyone should go listen to it. I'll I'll put the clip in. I'll put the clip in. Oh, okay, cool. Um, it's like the vocals only track. And it's, um, so you can hear that throughout the whole song, um, Harry's singing in like the voice you can hear. Um, and then he's also singing an octave lower um, Ooh, every word. So it's actually two voices. And that like adds to like the layered feeling because he's singing, there's like two of him singing. Um, so he's the whole like song. actually echoing himself. Like, yeah, rather than just like the production. It's like, you know, it's not just a tool, so he's actually doing it himself. Yeah, he's actually doing it himself because he's singing with, like, the regular key that, like, you can hear, and then mm-hmm. he's singing an octave lower at the same time, like, throughout the whole song. Interesting. Um, and it's also, like, the, the like, range that he's at, like, an octave lower, it's so deep that, like, mm-hmm. I, like, physically can't sing most of it, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel, like, adds to the, like, like layered full like sound of the song yeah. it's so low and then you have that like low bass and it's like Meet me in the hallway. 
falsetto so that's like a big contrast as well there then yeah yeah he sings definitely. in falsetto at this at this point as well what a range what a man yeah oh when he says give me some morphine yeah give me some morphine yeah and like i love how he strings that out like it very it's like I don't know, just again, I feel like I say this so much with Harry, but he really like uses his voice as a tool and like manipulates mm-hmm. it so that it gets the motion across. And when he sings yeah. that line, like he's very much putting it's like he drags out his voice and it makes it feel like this like molasses, lethargic sort of um mm-hmm. feeling that adds to the song a lot and like makes the lyrics feel really important and Yeah, you know, he's really good at that. Yeah. Um, So in terms of like what the lyrics mean here, I feel like there's so Mm -hmm. many different ways to interpret it. Um, Yeah. I mean, he's, he's telling someone to meet me to meet him in the hallway. I just Mm -hmm. left your bedroom. So like, Mm -hmm. presumably, he's left someone's bedroom. And now he's asking them to meet him in the hallway. And yeah. I'm, I wrote a lot of stuff. So let me just like go through my notes. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> it might not be like um, logical, but I'm just wanting to get it all out there. Yeah, I want to hear it. <laughs> okay. So what I said, um, why is he meeting in the hallway if he just left the pe- person's bedroom? Like, does he want the person to follow him to like come mm. out in the hallway and like take him back into the room? Like, does he want the relationship not to be over? Does he want it to be a relationship when it's not, it's sort of like, cause you think like bedrooms sometimes like can often be interpreted as like more of like a physical relationship. Um, mm-hmm. But like he's, he's just left, but he's already like ready for more, you know? And that sort of goes yeah. along with the whole like addiction thing. That's uh, a theme throughout this. Mm-hmm. Um, hallway also is like more of a public place versus a bedroom, which is more private. So if it is, like, a hallway of a hotel um, or even just a house, it's, like, meet me in the hallway. Let's, like, let's, like, take this away from just the bedroom and, like, make it this more, like, public thing. Or hallway being, like, let's make this actually a real relationship. Let's get our emotions involved. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Because then also, like, if you're thinking at, like, a party, a big, like, banquet hall, meet me in the hallway could be, like, oh, let's sneak off to the hallway and, like you know, that's where we keep meeting right. in the hallway, in which he later says in Only Angel, where did I write it? Um, he said... Yeah, meet me in the hallway every single night. Yeah, no. it's, I must admit, we I, keep- I, I must admit, I thought I'd like to make you mine as I went about my business through the warning signs, end up meeting in the hallway every single time, and there's nothing we can do about it. So in that way, the yeah. hallway seems almost... It's got to be, like, the same thing, because the hallway is a very specific thing to talk about in a song. And it seems like he's making those connections, Um, especially because it says meeting in the hallway. I don't don't know. I'm very confused, but I just, I think I just said a lot. I don't don't really know how to take it all, though. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at those songs together, like, as, like, related to each other would be Mm -hmm. so interesting. Yeah, because in that song, in Only Angel, it talks about, like, 
she's a devil in the sheets. Like, there is Mm -hmm. that, like, can't bring you home to mom. Like, you know, it's sort of this, like, secret, private, sort of physical thing, not necessarily a relationship, which sort of reflects a lot of the feelings in this song as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, what what was your interpretation with this Meet Me on the Hallway? Um, I think as I was listening to it, I was imagining, like, a house, like, someone, like, he's, like, leaving someone's bedroom, Mm -hmm. and then... Um, I think it's like, for me, I think it's like, maybe not so like, it's hard to say if it's like, if it's like, like specifically descriptive, or if it's like more general, like, or metaphorical or something Mm -hmm. like, is he saying meet me in the hallway, like, right after I left your bedroom, or is like, meet me in the hallway, more a general, like broad sentence, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like that has some kind of different meaning for him. Or maybe like, maybe he has this relationship with this person and like they've met in the hallway before, like, you know, and now it's sort of like a, like a thing that means something, you know, that we don't know. Like rather than like, you know, um, are you free tonight? You want to come over? It's like, meet me in the hallway. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe they've like, or maybe they've like had fights in the hallway or like had discussions in the hallway or something, or maybe like that happens to be where like they end up when they Mm -hmm. like had tough talks or something. And so now it's like a thing, like, Right. Meet me in the hallway. We need to like talk about what's going on or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's 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 very confusing, especially when you throw in the only angel stuff, where you know it feels like there's a hallway because mm-hmm. it seems like it's an important part of whatever relationship it was, <laughs> given that it's in two different songs. Yeah. So like, what yeah. is the significance of this hallway? Yeah, I feel like it, it, I feel like it must be like something specific to his life. Mm-hmm. That's like some, you know, like a, like an inside thing that like we just right. we, do, we don't know. Um, right. Yeah. yeah, like some situation that he's had uh, that's like yeah, related to hallways. Um or he just liked how it sounded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> um Yeah, so whatever this hallway is, we can take it a million ways as we, like, keep interpreting the song, because I feel like there's no one right answer. Um, Yeah, and I feel like the confusion kind of adds to the song. Yeah, definitely. the song is a lot about confusion, and, like, I almost see a hallway, like, tilting. Yes, like the Ariana Grande song. Yeah. (laughs) No tears left to cry. Oh my god, someone needs to layer this song Yes clip of her in the hallway (laughs) oh my god it's so it's definitely like that it's like this like yeah rotating hallway where like you know it feels like he doesn't know which way is what in this relationship in this hallway like whatever's happening it's very confusing yeah definitely and then with like give me some morphine is there any more to do do you have notes on that um yeah so like morphine is like a drug that takes pain away Mm-hmm. Um, but it can also be highly addictive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like, I, I don't know, sort of what I get out of this song, like a sort of general interpretation is that like whoever this perfect person is, it's kind of like their, it's like his version of morphine where like they somehow take the pain away. But like at the same time, it feels like this relationship is causing the pain in the first place and like causing the trouble. Um, right so it's like this kind of which I think reflects a lot of addictive drugs in general where like you know you know yeah drinking alcohol one night and getting totally like wasted might 
like make you feel like you're fixing something in the moment but in the long run it's actually like you're not dealing with like the bigger picture and it can hurt a lot of things um yeah and it's like the cure and the disease <laughs> right exactly and that that's what this sort of feels like because like if 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 the person is the morphine because it's like it's almost like he just he just like left the morphine he left the person but he's mm-hmm. out in the hallway and now he's like oh my god like I need I need more right now like you know, even though he's just left, it's like, give me some more. Is there any more to do? Um, And I see that like multiple times throughout the song. Um, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like meet me in the hallway because he was like attempting to leave. And then he's like, wait, no. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, I guess that and and like, it makes this like physical addiction, like physical relationships seem like, um, like this addiction that he can't stop even though it's sort of hurting him at the same time um mm-hmm. and also like it, the um is there any more to do makes it feel like um you know he's done it before and he kind of knows how this ends but he still can't mm. get out of the cycle of it happening um interesting yeah 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 I think when I first heard it um I was thinking of it more as like, I think, I think the interpretation that you just said makes more sense. Mm -hmm. I think when I first heard it, what I was thinking of was like, I'm in pain because I'm leaving you. Mm -hmm. So like, I need morphine. And then is there any more to do as more like, is there any more, is there anything else I can do to like relieve this pain? Like, is there anything else I can do with my life? Like right now, like sort of a more like desperate, like, like, I know that this is over and like, I need, yeah. like, is there anything I can do? Yeah. Um, but that's, like, very different from, like, thinking of, like, the person as being the morphine, and then is there any, any more to do being, like, with you, with that mm-hmm. person? Yeah, because that's, I, I also had that as, like, one of the, like, story strands options, where it's, like, um, like, you're, he's, like, whatever this relationship is, is ending, or it's not what it should be, and now he, like, yeah. needs something to, like, fill that hole in him yeah and then it's kind of confusing if if like if it means because because you know later he says like maybe we'll work it out and like is there any more to do is it like is there any more to do like to fix this relationship or or is there anything I can do yeah or is it is there any more to do like for me to like not you know miss you anymore Mm -hmm. or is there any more like yeah is there any more morphine to do yeah. Like, you know, right. to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of like the whole um, like morphine drug comparison, I know when we talked mm-hmm. about, what song was it? Medicine. We talked about like analogies of drugs and songs and like yeah. what crosses the line into the, you know, you don't really have a right to talk about that because it's a serious thing that you might not right. have experienced that people are actually dealing with versus like an interesting metaphor and you were sort of on the side that this song didn't cross that line right I was and I think when I said that like I thought of this when I when I was thinking of this song the my interpretation was that what what he was talking about morphine was like to ease his pain from being out of this relationship and Mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about it as like the person is like morphine Mm. because I think that is a bit more um, like troublesome to be like right. this person is like a drug but I think in either interpretation I don't really I don't have a personal problem with mm-hmm. it um, because I don't think it's glorifying anything like right. clearly this is like a like, really sad song and like a sad 
situation. So I don't, I don't think there's some anything wrong with it. But what mm-hmm. about you? What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know. And like, I feel, I feel like I'm not educated on this subject. And I know I said that last time, but it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard when like you personally haven't experienced something to talk in a educated manner, unless I've like gone and talked right. to people who really have experienced something like that. And I think this is also probably one of those topics where, you know, some people uh, would care and some people wouldn't. Um, yeah it's not it's not black and white you know totally and I think it's also like the substance itself matters because like like Harry could have had morphine in his life like if you get an you can get an injury and go go to the hospital and be put on morphine just as a pain reliever you know and then also it can be used as a drug or become addictive um but I think like that is something that's a little bit more blurry because it's like you know he very well may have experience with it, like right. not as an addictive drug, but as a pain reliever, because right. it's not just something that people use as a drug to get high. Like it's often yeah. prescribed. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I guess I guess I would just um, anyone who wants to write in and let let us know what your thoughts are, please do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think I'm not feel experts. <laughs> yeah. If he was using if he, if he was using another word, like if he was using like heroin or something, mm-hmm. then I would feel a little bit differently because because, you know, there's only really one. Yeah. You know, heroin yeah, used as a pain reliever. The Camila Cabello song. Yeah. <laughs> where she talks about heroin. Yeah. It's just like, mm, probably not. <laughs> yeah. But I think him saying morphine doesn't really bother me because I, because I think like, you know, that yeah. is used in, you know, hospitals. As mm-hmm. I, I just so. personally know if I was writing this song, I probably wouldn't have <laughs> used it. But yeah. <laughs> then, then again, I'm very overly cautious. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't really... No, it doesn't bug me too much, but I, yeah. I, again, I haven't, like, struggled with addiction, so right. it's, it's hard to talk about that from, like, a point of, like, me making a definitive answer on it. Yeah, well, that's also the really interesting thing, because it's not super clear what he's using it to refer to, because right. is he using it to refer to addiction, like, being addicted to a person, mm. or is he just using it to talk about, like, as a pain reliever, right. you know, it's like... yeah that also would change how someone might feel about it. Yeah, definitely. Well, I'm glad we addressed it. We don't like to sidestep <laughs> these things on Talk Direction. I feel like yeah. it's important to talk about and, like, get people's opinions on it. So, yeah, let us know if you have a thought on that. Um, write in talkdirectionmail.com. Yeah. And I don't, like, have personal experience with, like, hard drug addiction or anything, but my dad was um, – he was an alcoholic. He was, like, in recovery when I was – like when, by, by the time I was born he like quit drinking and mm-hmm. using drugs but he did a lot of um he like became an alcohol researcher and then did like interventions and stuff so oh, I spent a lot awesome. of time in my youth going to AA meetings and like hearing a lot of stories of people like, yeah. <laughs> who so you are coming from a place of like more yeah I have me. like I have a lot of knowledge I don't have I just want to make it clear I, I have like a lot of knowledge about it from like my dad and my yeah. like experiences but I don't have personal experiences yeah. um I mean I do have personal experiences being addicted to like cigarettes and caffeine but right. um yeah <laughs> <laughs> it, it's such a complicated topic I think it is um but yeah that's why I guess the more conversation we have and anyone who wants to throw in their opinion feel free to do so yeah um 
But, okay, what else did I have to say about this? Um... Yeah, so either, either like, this sort of the person is this sort of morphine for them, or they're, like, part of the problem and they're the morphine, or he's wanting morphine after dealing with, you know, this, this person in this relationship that's causing him pain. Um, there's a lot of different, like, ways to look at it. Um, mm-hmm. And clearly the hallway has some sort of meaning that maybe mm-hmm. we'll come to a, like, eureka by the end of the song. Yeah. <laughs> So the next part is I've broken it up like on my own sheet, even though I think Mm -hmm. it's all the chorus question mark. Um, Mm -hmm. But so I've broken it up into this first section and then we can talk about the next, um, the gotta get betters. Um, Yeah. So it goes, just let me know. I'll be at the door, at the door, hoping you'll come around. Just let me know. I'll be on the floor, on the floor. Maybe we'll work it out. For me, I wrote, it feels like you're inside that, the hole in the guitar, <laughs> like you're <laughs> inside of it, and like it, you feel yeah. like the strings all like reverberating around you. Um, totally. Just let me know, I'll be at the door, at the door. Is there a special name for that hole? For the hole? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I should know, but I, I don't, I think it might just. I don't know. I feel like I, I feel like at one point I knew some like I don't know what it, like the echo the echo hole. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's I, I feel like that's I don't know. I I feels like that's that's what it felt like to me. Um, yeah. And then what else? I had okay. This is a very specific thing. When mm-hmm. he says floor for the first time. You can hear, like, the spit in his mouth. <laughs> but it's, like, slightly different than the second time he says floor. So, like, when he says, yeah. I'll be on the floor, on the floor, you can hear the spit, like, bubble out of his mouth on the first floor. Oh, um, wow. I'll be on the floor, on the floor, I'll be on the floor, 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 I'll be on the floor, on the floor, I'll be on the floor, on the floor. And, like, that's very yeah. specific. But, like, that type of detail is what makes this album so great because, yeah. like, you, it sounds live. It sounds like, like, they kept that in. They didn't, they didn't say, okay, like, let's remove that bubble sound. Like, let's yeah. keep it in. Let's, like, make it sound real and live. And, like, that just goes along with, like, the counting in at the beginning, like, where it feels like you're right there and all the other stuff we've right. said. Um, where I bet if on Niall's album they had that sound, they would have removed it. Um, yeah, that's so. There's so many of those details in Harry's album that make it mm-hmm. so special. Um, the hole in the guitar is called the sound hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> sound, I was close. <laughs> Echo hole, sound hole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Did you have anything about like this? The sounds of this part. Yeah, so this is my favorite part of the whole song is that this part, um, like the first half of the chorus or whatever, the pre-core, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, I am like obsessed with it. I feel like, I, like it's hard to say, and I, I said this earlier, but like it definitely sounds like there's two, at least two guitars like layered mm-hmm. over each other. Just let me know I'll be at the door, at the door. 
especially when you listen in headphones because you can hear like slight differences in like the right and the left like ear mm. of like the like the acoustic guitars that are going just let me Um, and then also obviously like the bass is really loud and you can hear it and it sounds like like at first when I listened to it I almost thought like are they like do they have their guitars like tuned really low because like when you when you tune a guitar like really low like the strings like vibrate a lot more and they have that like deeper Mm. sound Um, but I don't think they did I think they're just like strumming really hard (laughs) and then also the chords they're using are very low chords like E minor a lot and then I think they're just like strumming them really hard because you get that really intense like like reverb like echo sounds Um, and I just love like the progression of like the chords because it goes like up and then like drops down. Um, and it's like the rhythm is really complicated. Like, like the chords I use are quite simple, but like it's the rhythm and like how it's like arranged is like super complicated and like really hard to like tell like what's going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you try to like cover the song, you're like, I like it's like very, cause it's so, so intricate. Yeah. Um, and I just love how it like goes up and then like drops down and you mm-hmm. can hear that like low string just like vibrate like so hard. Yeah. I feel like I can picture like the string like in front of me. Like I like yeah. that you said like it's, it's like they're strumming it really hard. Cause that's what it feels yeah. like. It feels like you can see it. Like, yeah, like, you know, mm-hmm. and it becomes this like sort of like uh, no, not even one string anymore. It's just this sort of blur happening. Yeah. And like those low, like those low strings, like just like evoke, at least for me, just like so much like emotion and like mm-hmm. sadness and like it's so intense. Yeah. Oh, I love um. your guitar knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um. I feel like, when is it? Is it? Yeah, so it's um when he sings at the door and on the floor is when the harmonies come in. Mm-hmm. And I really like that it's just like on those one words because when he says, just let me know, um, there's it's just his voice, but it's mm-hmm. like his voice doubled up because it's his voice like an octave apart. Just let me know. But then when he says at the door, it's like at the door. There's like all these like harmonies come in. At the door, at the door. It's like three, it's like three separate harmonies. And then I think there's like multiple voices singing each harmony. So it's like, it's so like, like lush. Mm, Um, Yeah, lush. What a great word. Yeah. And they're very much like in the background. Like you can't, like they're not super loud, Mm -hmm. but like if you listen in headphones and like really listen, or if you listen to that track um, where the person cut out all the instruments, you can really hear all the harmonies. Mm -hmm. And it's like incredible how how like many voices there are <laughs> just let me know i'll be at the door at the door just let me know i'll be on the floor on the floor wow 
wow, this editing is going to be complicated. I'm going to have to stick in, like, the original and then, like, the version where the, like, everything is cut out that you you put the link in. Yeah. It's going to be amazing, though. Yeah. I'm, it'll be a piece of work. That's where I, you know, it makes me feel like I've really done some art rather than, like, slapped up my, like, crappy editing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. Um, the end, ending of the lines is, like, where the harmonies are. And I think that's really mm-hmm. cool. And and then live, those would be the moments where like Claire and Sarah come in. Just let me know I'll be at the door, at the door. Let me know I'll be on the floor, on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just at the door, at the door, and then on the floor, on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like because it makes it more special because it's not like it's a harmony on the whole chorus. It's just like on those one. Right on those little lines and it, it yeah and it like adds to like the desperation when mm-hmm. he's like at the door and it's like a million voices mm-hmm. saying not a million probably like five <laughs> a million Harry. <laughs> it's like harry looking into a, a bathroom mirror that has a mirror opposite of it and then there's like all yeah. the harrys and they're all singing yeah that's what this song is like except like it's a circle of mirrors it's just everywhere. yeah yeah and just i feel like you can insert that little bit of the chorus when the guitars go up and then down because I don't want to sing it. But it's important. Yeah, no, it it is important. (laughs) Yeah, because it goes so, like, low. Yeah. It goes, like, yeah, it's just... The contrast. Yeah. Um, What was your interpretation of the lyrics here? Um, So I think... um, like definitely it's this is my favorite lyrics of the song too um like just let me know I'll be at the door um or just let me know I'll be on the floor I feel Mm -hmm. like it's very relatable like being sad and like lying on the floor (laughs) yes (laughs) it's like the realest thing that's what I picture it's like it's all you're saying with with Anna um like it's just like that feeling of like you can't even look at someone because they're just like too much like you kind of just have a meltdown because of them uh-huh. and like that's like this is that same feeling except like a different where you, you you don't know how to like put your emotions out there so you're just like laying on the floor it's all like too much and you're just like yeah on the floor <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I feel like after like when I had like my first like really big awful breakup mm-hmm. like this is just exactly how I felt yeah and I also was like just let, like the just let me know I'll be at the door at the door like I used to have like just and like, I just used to torture myself with like endless fantasies of like like the person coming to my door mm. like arriving at my house and like and then also just spent a lot of time like on the floor like crying yeah. <laughs> like being a mess <laughs> and so I feel like that's kind of that like feel of like like I'm just waiting for you like I'm hoping that you'll come around like just let me know and like I'll be at the door like I have like I'll drop everything else like, right nothing else matters I'll be there like, to just drop let me know like, as soon as door. you text like you know yeah and then also just let me know I'll be on the floor like he's already just like on the floor like mm-hmm. only thinking about this person yeah it's, um, an it's interesting... so sad yeah I, it really is I, I was gonna say it's an interesting like contrast between like at the door and then on the floor, it's like almost between the door and the floor, like he's given up even more. And I saw that. that mm. I'm taking that a bit from um, the genius. I don't want to claim. Yeah, that. I, I interpreted that myself. <laughs> but it's like uh-huh. it's like he's like you know almost at the door at the door. 
whether it's like he's gonna like arrive to their door and like like drive over and go to their door I'll be at your door oh, or, yeah, like, yeah you know yeah. he's like a little dog waiting at the door like I'll be here I'm like here I'm like waiting for you um uh-huh. but then like now he's then it goes like I'll be on the floor and it's kind of like even a bit oh, he's sadder. Up. <laughs> yeah oh god <laughs> just like now on the floor yeah the, the progression that's so sad yeah. And also, like, hoping you'll come around could have multiple meanings. Cause, yes. Because I think of it as, like, hoping you'll, like, come around to, like, my place. Right. But it could also mean, like, hoping you'll come around, like, to... like to... my idea. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. you'll come around and, like, we'll agree and we can make this a relationship rather than... It, it definitely seems like he wants more out of whatever this relationship is. And it's, like, he's trying to convince the other person, Right. Yeah, I think so too. And then it's also confusing for me because part of me reads it as like he knows this relationship is over mm-hmm. and he like he doesn't want it to start again and he's almost like trying to find a way to move on. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he knows it's like so broken that like it can't be repaired. Right. Um because he says maybe we'll work it out and it kind of it almost makes me think like of like, I don't want to get too, per- too like, personal with my own personal life, but, like, <laughs> like, the person who I, like, had my first, like, awful breakup with, like, we were best friends, and so mm-hmm. there was definitely a feeling of, like, of, like, obviously, like, we can't have, like, a romantic relationship because it's, like, everything's just, like, super f- Oh, sorry. Uh, we- <laughs> I'll say it again. <laughs> so you don't have to bleep. Is that better, okay. or is it better to just keep it in? And you I bleep? mean, it doesn't matter. Okay, so I was, like, (laughs) so with this person, like, we obviously couldn't continue a, like, romantic relationship because everything was, like, very messed up. Um, But, like, there was definitely a feeling of, like, maybe we'll work it out to, like, Mm -hmm. stay friends because we had been, like, best friends for, like, so many years. And it was, like, 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 maybe we'll work it out, like, meaning, like, we'll figure out, like, our, like, you know, problems so that we can still, like, be friends. Um, So I kind of have that interpretation, too, of, like, like, either, like, maybe we'll work it out, like, and we can, like, be together romantically, or, like, maybe we'll work it out, meaning, like, we won't, we won't like, hate each other, or, like, mm-hmm. we won't have to, like, not be friends. Right. Yeah. I like that. Because what I wrote for that line was, like, he doesn't seem very convinced that they will work it out based on, like, the rest right. of the song. Yeah. It seems like a very kind of hopeless, like, it's, like, hopeless and desperate at the same time. Yeah. Like, he's almost saying, like, I know that like we're so broken that like it's hopeless Mm -hmm. and then at the same time he's like desperate like but like it has to like I want like but like we have to like figure it out (laughs) yeah I'm trying to think of how this relates to two ghosts where I feel like Mm. I feel like this is like the predecessor of two ghosts where he's still there's almost two ghosts feels like he's almost over it you know it's like he's kind of yeah and can like look back and like appreciate it for what it is but like he's with Mimi in the hallway it's like he's not there yet like he knows it's ending but like yeah but maybe we'll you know work it out and then like two ghosts could be that like they did sort of work it out and they realize you know you're not you're not in the emotion right then and you have to like go through the emotion till like you can get to that point where you're able to look back and be like you know we worked it out whatever that means you know yeah I feel like that's true like meet me in the hallway is definitely like fresh like happening in the moment and Mm -hmm. then two ghosts is like reflecting back on a relationship but I don't think that two ghosts is like they've worked it out like two ghosts for me is like very sad and like 
like unsettled, like unfinished mm. to me. Interesting. I feel like I don't remember when we talked about it. I feel like we just need to completely redo We need to do a reprise. Yes. We need I to. wanted I, I just need to get rid of that old episode. I, if I listened to it, I'd be so sad at, at myself because, like, honestly, what a freaking great song. And I just slandered it. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a redo because I love Two Ghosts and I love the lyrics. Yeah. Ugh, great lyrics. Great music. Don't know what I was yeah. thinking. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, then maybe we'll work it out. Is this very like desperate plea at the end where like he doesn't even believe it, but like he needs to believe it? And like mm-hmm. that maybe. I love that he uses maybe. Like maybe it'll yeah. happen, but like, mm, yeah. I don't know. Right. Okay, so then it goes into I gotta get better, gotta get better, I gotta get better, gotta get better. Gotta get better, gotta get better, and maybe we'll work it out. Um, yeah, again, we have this whole echoey sound in the background that sounds like voices, but I can't tell what they're saying. I think it's at this part. Yeah, they are saying gotta get better, but they're doing harmonies. Okay, I gotta get better, gotta get better. If you listen to that track where it's just the vocals, you can hear it, you can okay. separate all of them. Gotta get better, gotta get better. Gotta get better. Gotta get better. Okay, so it's yeah. very cool. I like that. What, yeah. What else about the sound here did you notice? Um, I, it's the same like really cool guitar and like bass stuff going on in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it has like all of those layered harmonies, which I just think is really cool. And like also the way they are, like they're very high. Like the voices are very high, almost like not screaming, but like it kind of adds to the desperation of the mm-hmm. lyrics um, and, and how he repeats it over and over again. Yeah. Um, I feel like this, like the repetition makes it feel like this is almost like an aside to himself where he's like, all right, like I need to have this like little yeah. talk with myself. And it's like, oh, totally. I gotta get better. Like, I, like, I don't know. He realizes yeah. that there's like this big mess that he's in with this relationship. And it's like, yeah. he's going like, I gotta fix this like I gotta get better but it almost at the same time you have the I gotta get better and maybe we'll work it out so it's almost as if like if he gets better then he'll be able to solve the problem with the relationship but it's at the same time it's Mm. like he's got to get better like but outside of this relationship I don't know yeah yeah I think I think there's like multiple interpretations of it because like you said yeah it could be like I gotta get better like so that we can have this relationship because mm-hmm. it's like you know his fault that it's not working um or he's saying like I gotta get better like because I'm like a mess and like I want to just you know work it out not meaning getting back together but like right have things not be so you know messed up like yeah. I gotta get better and then maybe we'll work it out like just figure out a way to like be okay right not necessarily be back together but, yeah, and if you think yeah, of, like, the, the addiction sort of metaphor that happens, it's, yeah. like, it's like him realizing that, um, like, the, the, the person that he is, like, addicted to or whatever, like, mm-hmm. isn't helping, and it's like he sort of realized it, and he needs to get better away from that. Right. Um, because, like, yeah. they're not helping him, but then... yeah. Yeah, then the maybe will work it out and comes back in, so it just confuses me a bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, did you have something else for this? I don't think so. 
I'm trying to read what I wrote. Um, the repetition. Then he says he has to get better and it'll work out when really changing himself might not be the problem. Yeah, like the whole he him wanting to get better. I think we sort of said it, but like maybe it's not something that he has to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't actually have to change himself. It's just more about like the relationship is toxic or whatever. Yeah, right. He could be saying he could be saying like this person is like bad for him and he's like I got to get better meaning like get yeah. away from the the person. Yeah. I think um, this is like an enlightenment where he's like Yeah. This person isn't healthy for me. Right. Yeah. Or like maybe yeah. he's like I got to get better like I've got to get over it like I've got to just like make myself feel better again. Because... Yeah. And then there's also like because because in a lot of the other al- the rest of the album there's so much of like miscommunication and so it could be like I gotta get better at like communicating yeah <laughs> like I gotta get better at like doing this right and so that, so that maybe we can again. figure it out yeah. yeah yeah interesting I do like that I gotta get better just like by mm-hmm. itself I like that where it's just kind of like when you sing it you know there's things that you're not great at in life and when you sing it you're <laughs> like okay I gotta get better at that like whatever you're interpreting <laughs> it as you know I feel like yeah I feel like this line is relatable like on a different level whatever the it doesn't have to be about a relationship it could just be you know about procrastinating or studying for the MCATs or you know right. what communicating with your family like just something where you're like oh, I need to get better at that like I gotta get better yeah know. yeah it's a relatable mantra it is um okay so then moving on into the next verse I walked the streets all day running with the thieves because you left me in the hallway give me some more just take the pain away um and uh at the end of this part just like at the end of the verse there's this sort of sound that sounds like the same sound in sign of the times or it's like this yeah like alien so like, sound. yeah, yeah. The, the coffee i know pot, whatever the hell tea <laughs> sound <laughs> I know, I was like, is that what the Omnicord is? Or is that just, like, production or, like, the piano? Or is it just, like, a guitar being, yeah. like, you know, manipulated? Very interesting. I love that, though, because, again, it's, like, that making it feel like a full-packaged album that really ties in nicely. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I would think it was, like, a guitar, but, like, if it was an electric guitar, and there aren't electric guitars on this song, so. Oh, I don't know, then. Yeah. I really don't. So then in terms of the lyrics, um, I had, so I walked the streets all day running with the thieves. This is such Mm -hmm. an interesting line because I feel like in the song, this one stands out that it doesn't quite fit with a lot of the other stuff just because it's less, um, this is like more something where you try to like interpret it and like have, like, it seems like it's not, I don't know. It's more like metaphorical where you're like, what is he talking about? These thieves or whatever. Yeah, definitely. Um, The walk the streets all day. It feels like he's, like, left this bedroom, left the hallway, and he's, like, he doesn't really know what to do with himself, so he's kind of, like, Mm -hmm. walking the streets and, like, 
Uh, yeah it definitely seems he's like wandering and lost Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah he's like feeling really like messed up and he's just like wandering around the streets all day like being like what the heck do I do yeah (laughs) and then yeah the running with the thieves I mean running with the thieves could be like physically running with thieves (laughs) it could also be like like running with as in like being a part of you know, oh, I run with, like, this group, like, I'm part of this group, or, like, I hang out with, like, running with the thieves, or I act like this, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I know, that line is so interesting, too, like, I, when I listen to it, I guess I think of, like, being more metaphorical, like, he's, like, in a messed up place, and he's, like, associating himself as, with, like, thieves, Thieves. like, like, he's wandering the streets all day, he doesn't know what to do, he's, like, yeah. What did he steal? Is there something that he stole that can be put into this puzzle? <laughs> I mean, maybe, like, it could be something from the other person. Like, he stole something from them from them by, like, being, you know, a bad communicator in a relationship. <laughs> he stole their heart. <laughs> yeah, or it could be something along those lines of, like, he feels bad that he, like, he, likes you know, took something from this yeah. person, like, through the course of their relationship being, like, you know, in turmoil or whatever. Mm-hmm. Such a interesting line because he doesn't have that many lines just on his whole album where you're like yeah what is this I feel like this is a line where I'm just like what does this mean Harry yeah and then also because the next line is you left me in the hallway so it feels like he was like abandoned and or like banished or something so like being like running with the thieves kind of fits into that like it's like a lost boy situation like from Peter Pan Mm -hmm. yeah 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 he's like been left and now he doesn't know what to do with himself, and he's, like, become a thief. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love that because you left me in the hallway, that switch up of, like, between, what's the first time he says it? Um, uh, what did he say? Um, you mean, like, the chord, the note changes? Like, no, the the word changes. Oh, the lyrics. Yeah, the li- lyric changes. Lyric- change what did he say the first time well he just says meet me in the hallway oh, yeah. i just left your bedroom oh oh yeah that's yeah that's what i'm thinking of oh yeah i just left your bedroom because you left me in the hallway yeah so this one he's like he's like blaming the person it's like you left me in the hallway it wasn't just like you know yeah in the hallway it's like um i'm now like alone and feeling abandoned because you left me in the hallway um, yeah like I he's like been a... kicked out of the room and has been left in the hallway or something like if you're thinking of like a yeah. hotel or like I don't know yeah it could be like left you left me in the hallway and like went into the room or it could be a progression from the first verse because the first verse he's like meet me in the hallway and then the second one he's like you left me in the hallway so maybe the person like met oh. him there and then left him there Interesting. or or he's, he told the person to meet him in the hallway, and then they never did, and they just left him there. Right. And so then he, like, went to wander the streets all day. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like it could be all of those. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely this feeling of, like, abandoned. He's, like, been abandoned in yeah. this hallway. Like, this empty, yeah. empty hallway. They're not there anymore. Even yeah. though, like, they used to meet in the hallway. So it's, like, they used to, maybe it's, like, because they would always meet in the hallway, and now, like, they're no longer meeting in the hallway. He's been left in this hallway alone as well. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. 
feel like there's so many different scenarios. Because, like, I can fully feel, like, him being kicked out of someone's hotel room. And they're, and they're like, this is done. <laughs> and, like, uh-huh. he's, like, out there. And he, he wants the person to come out. And he's like, I'll be at the door. I'll be at the door. Maybe he, like, sits down on the floor outside the yeah. hotel room. He's like, I'm on the floor. I'm on the floor. <laughs> like, yeah, it has such a, like, like pining feel to it, yeah. too. Like, like, it definitely feels, like, hopeless and, like, mm-hmm. sad, but it's also, like, how we said before, like, still so, like, hopeful or, like, aching for, yeah. like, it to still work out. Yeah. Um. So then, then this is where it changes from give me some morphine to give me some more. Yeah. Um. Just take the pain away. This, like, I love the just take the pain away, too, where it feels mm-hmm. like. He's like, I don't care anymore. It's like when someone has decided they don't want to have, like, epidural when they're giving birth, and then they go back on the word yeah. because it hurts so much. They're like, I don't care anymore. Just take the pain away. Um, yeah. It feels like that this happened moment. to me when I got my wisdom teeth taken out. <laughs> Wait, were you going to get them out, like, without anything? Yeah. Wait, I mean, like, just they, like, out? numbed. I mean, they were going to numb my mouth. Oh, okay. sane person. But, like. I didn't want to be put out. I oh, yeah. No, I wasn't under when I got mine out either. Really? Yeah. I had to go under because I started my, like, I started, like, my spit was, like, dropping into my throat and I was, like, going to choke. Oh, dang. So yeah, I, I started like... passing out when they were putting the needles in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to tell okay. them, I was like, I'm about to faint. <laughs> like, um, but, like, I'm totally fine with, like, the whole drilling and all that. Like, that doesn't bug me. But it was the, Whoa. it was, like, the needles that, like, I hate needles so much. Like, I, mm. that, getting my wisdom teeth out was the worst experience. Like, I was, like, almost yeah. crying in that chair. Yeah, intense. I was, it was a bad experience for me, too. I definitely was, like was like resigned to like potentially dying <laughs> <laughs> yeah I know because going under like I didn't want to go under like yeah I was terrified too. yeah Ugh. I was so terrified of going under that I was like definitely not going to do it but then they started to work on it and I was like choking and I was like I can't do it. I'm gonna choke the whole time like yeah. I can't do this so they put me under and I like as I was falling asleep I was like this might be this might be the end <laughs> oh my god maybe this is what the song is about Mimi in the hallways about harry getting his wisdom teeth out <laughs> could you imagine <laughs> he's like meet me in the hallway of the dentist office <laughs> yeah <laughs> give me some more i need some more <laughs> that's what i said when i could start feeling them touching my nerve i got totally freaked Ugh. out i was like i need some more numbing please like yeah this is but you bad. stayed awake the whole time yeah yeah that's thank amazing. god i didn't pass out it was really horrible though like the nurses were so nice though she brought me like they really like, brought me like wet towels to put on myself because I was like sweating oh. and like dying in this chair. And there was like this band dentist guy. He was nice, mm-hmm. but like he left the room and just let like the women like take care of me. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun oh. times. Um, okay, what what were we saying? Um, we're talking about give me some more, just take the pain away. Yeah. So this is like that. <sighs> So going back to, like, if the person is the sort of morphine to him, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's almost like he doesn't care that it's not going to be the relationship he wants it to be, but he, like, doesn't care at this moment. He's just like, I need more of whatever this physical thing is that we're doing. Um, Yeah. Whatever, even if it's bad communication or whatever it is, it's like, he's so, like, 
addicted to what they have that he doesn't really care that it's hurting him in some way um but like Mm -hmm. because he needs it to take away the sort of pain the loneliness that he feels or whatever it is in the moment so he can like have this thing so he feels better and he doesn't really care about like the bigger problems I guess yeah it's very interesting because yeah I think that when I listened to it I interpreted it as like like take the pain away like the pain of like missing this person or like the pain of like whatever the relationship falling apart like meant to him Mm -hmm. but then it's like he says give me more give me some more and then earlier you know he says give me some morphine yeah um like is there any more to do so yeah it's interesting to sort of see is like is it more give me some more like of the other person or is it like you know trying to be not sad about the other person (laughs) yeah what would what would be like then if it if it's him trying not to be sad about the other person Mm -hmm. um what do you think like the morphine could be something else specific or just more like general not being something to make him not sad I don't know I think it would be more general like more more metaphorical like Mm -hmm. give me some morphine like just take the pain away is there any more to do like probably would just be more metaphorical of like whatever it could be that would make him like less in pain about the other person yeah um okay anything else about this i don't think so okay then moving into the next part which is just let me know i'll be at the door at the door hoping you'll come around just let me know i'll be on the floor on the floor maybe we'll work it out and then the gotta get betters again but this time it's gotta Mm -hmm. get better rather than i gotta get better yeah. Um, and maybe we'll work it out. Do you have yeah. anything, like, about why you think he changed it from I gotta get better to gotta get better? Or is that just, like, I don't know, random? I gotta get better. Gotta get better. I gotta get better. Gotta get better. Yeah, I don't know. I think when I, I, think when I was first listening to the song, I just assumed that it was just a change for, like, dynamics purposes mm-hmm. um but it could also have a meaning like I gotta get better in the first one was referring to like him and then the second one could be like they both need to get better mm-hmm. um like gotta get better like maybe like we because it says you know maybe we'll work it out gotta right. get better maybe we'll work it out so that the second one could be referring to like both parties needing to mm-hmm. get better yeah I feel that yeah um... It's very hard to hear that difference, too. I, like, kept going back and forth, and I'm like, they did write it correctly on this website, right? Like, yeah, it's different, <laughs> but it's, it's hard to hear it, because it is. he says, I gotta get better, I is not a huge word, so it gets sort of lost a bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really love on the live versions when he says, maybe we'll work it out, and when he says out, he often does, like, a really high, like, falsetto drag out thing yeah i know it's really Which cool is he really does pretty. that so then it goes into this like guitar thing and this guitar reminded me of like that singing guitar sound from two ghosts where it's just yeah like...
So I'm I'm confused because I thought that that was a steel guitar, like for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. There's no steel guitar listed in either of those tracks. Uh-huh. So I don't know if it's like a regular guitar being manipulated or mm-hmm. if it's the omnichord. Um, but it definitely sounds like a guitar. So. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I love so that. That's like one of my favorite sounds, I think, on this album. Yeah, like the instrument. it's like, really it's cool. It's so pretty. It's such a cool sound. Yeah, and it has like a little melody that it sort of goes around. And then when it ends, it like, it does this weird like merging thing. You'll have to put the clip in. <laughs> okay. But it's like, it's almost, yeah, it's very, it's a very cool sound. Yeah, I love it. And again, we feel that sort of like watery, wavy, ominous sound. I said like, Almost like, also like the, I mean, not that I know what this is. Uh-huh. <laughs> like a, it's, it, it feels like, you know, a drug haze type situation too, where it's like, Definitely. we do have the metaphors of the drugs in this song. Um, yeah, it has that psychedelic. Yeah, and you feel, feeling. you can, yeah, feel that on this little like um, musical bit. Yeah. Um, okay, so then it goes into the last little part of the song which is we don't talk about it it's something we don't do because once you go without it nothing else will do and this ends the song yeah I love this part me too why do you love it well I like it I I like it a lot musically because after like the little guitar part we just talked about with the like sound, we don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, When he says we don't talk about it, it goes to just the acoustic guitars. Mm. Um, So like the other sounds like drop out and the instrumentation is a lot quieter. We don't talk about it. Um, and like you can just hear like the, the acoustic guitar strumming, which is really nice. And then it like drops out completely when he says nothing else will do. It's just his voice. Nothing else will do. Yeah, this part like really closes the song like in an interesting way. It's also like not yeah. the format that most songs end in, I feel like as well. A lot of songs end with, like, a chorus that's going on twice and sort of ends. And this one's just, like, this extra little snippet. Yeah. It ends with, like, yeah, like, almost, like, a third verse or something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and for this one, like, I haven't... I maybe haven't... Maybe didn't spend enough time trying to figure out what it meant, but, like, I feel confused about this line, this verse, because of, like, the meaning. I feel like... Oh, good, I'm glad. (laughs) I feel like it should be... Because once you have it, nothing else will do, rather than once you go without it. (laughs) Um, Right. It's very interesting. It's like, yeah, once you go without it, nothing else will do. And I think maybe what he means is like, is like after you lose this thing, like you'll find that nothing else will replace it, hmm. you know, but it's interestingly worded. And then it's also interesting because the first lines are, we don't talk about it. It's something we don't do. Right. Um, and then he says, because once you go without it, because once you go without it, nothing else will do as if like, that's related. Like, yeah. we don't talk about it because once you go without it, nothing else will do. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. It's very confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the because might have just been like, yeah, artistic, you know. Right. But then, then that's what I was I was also saying, like, are the it like the it that he talks about? 
mm-hmm. you'd think it was the same thing, right? Because, like, it's connected. Yeah. Like, what is it that they're not talking about? Well, first of all, this is, right. like, him specifically saying we don't talk. So that, like, definitely is the miscommunication theme. I wanted to yeah. read the, the ones from the album. Every time one of these comes up in a song discussion, we should just read them all. Which yeah. is, in Sign of the Times, it says, we don't talk enough. We should oh. open up. Sweet mm-hmm. Creature, it says, I always think about you and how we don't speak enough. Oh, yeah. Um, two Ghosts, tongue-tied like we've never known, telling those stories we already told because we don't say what we really mean. And mm-hmm. then in Anna, it says, don't know what I'd tell you if I passed you on the street or don't know what I'd tell you if you asked me for the truth. So all yeah. this, like miscommunication and here we have it again we don't talk about it it's something we don't do so it feels like um you know it's not necessarily a part of the relationship they have where they I don't I don't know what the it is but it feels like they don't talk about their emotions they don't talk about like how they're feeling or how they're dealing with things um yeah just based on like other songs where they didn't talk about their emotions like oh from the dining table was the other one where um what is it like the, the oh yeah, I thought comfortable silence. Comfortable yeah, silence is overrated. Is overrated. So mm-hmm. and it feels like that you know it's like a, it could be. Why same. won't you ever say what you want to say? Yeah, it's not. It's something they don't. It's not something that they talk about in their relationship. Is their emotions? I don't know what else yeah. it could be for, like that part. We don't talk about it. Something we don't do. Yeah, I think I, I think I, I thought the same thing as you did, like, that it's just, like, we don't talk about it, like, we don't talk about our feelings, it's just mm-hmm. something we don't do. Um, it could also refer to, like, what happened with them, mm. like, it could be, it could be, the, so the song could be a progression, like, the first verse being, like, when they first break up, and then the second verse being, like, afterwards, like, he's wandering the streets, and then the last verse could be, like, post-breakup, like, maybe right. a while later, being, like, we don't talk about what happened. We just, it's something we don't do. And then once you go without it, nothing else will do. Like, you know, maybe it's like after the breakup and he's expressing like, you know, we don't talk about what happened. And then also saying like, nothing else will like replace it. He's still very lost. Yeah. I like that. Cause then that helps connect the, cause once you go without it, cause it, it's like, we don't talk about like that relationship thing that we had or the fact mm-hmm. that we hooked up maybe that one time. Or- oh, because we can't talk about it because if we talked about it we'd realize that like nothing like like it's still it's still a thing like I still am in love with you or like there's still nothing else that will replace you so like we don't like we're not going to talk about it it, so we're not yeah that makes sense interesting oh now it's like what if this whole song (laughs) is about like a one-time thing that happened or like you know a hookup that happened but they are trying to like stay friends as you said about the whole what was the maybe we'll work it out line is more like yeah we just have to like come to terms with like this friendship oh. <laughs> yeah that would make so much sense because then it's like it's like they were friends and they hooked up once and then they're like we don't talk about it because once you go without it nothing else will do because we can't talk about it because then we'd realize that like we yeah. want to like do it but we can't because and of whatever like, reasons. They gotta get better. They're like just trying to get over it. <laughs> like we just, we just gotta yeah. get better. Like we gotta move past this. <laughs> I gotta like had that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say like we've gotta maybe like their their interactions since whatever this thing was like are stilted and awkward, and it's just like they've gotta like get better and move past it so like that they can yeah like, be comfortable with each other again. 
Yeah. And it could be like, it could be that like one or both of them are like in other relationships. And mm. so, and maybe it was like an infidelity situation Ooh. Um, because that would make a lot of sense too, of like why it's so, because I didn't have that interpretation in the beginning because the song is so sad and it's yeah. so deep. And I was like, that wouldn't make sense for like a one-time hookup to cause so much pain. Mm-hmm. But if it's more of a situation of like an affair, like that Ooh. would make a lot more sense because then he's saying like, we got to, I got to get better. Yeah. Like I have like, and I'm like a wreck because like, you know, maybe he's having feelings for this person who's like in a relationship or he's in a relationship and having feelings for someone mm-hmm. else. And so it's like causing all this crazy amount of pain. Oh, intense. Now There's I have a totally different interpretation involved. of this song. I know. <laughs> Man. I want to like read through all the lyrics again. I know. That. That's what always <laughs> happens with these things. You're like, wait, what? This is a whole new story that I need to read through. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, this is confusing. It is. Because once you go without it, nothing else will do. Definitely seems like once you go without the other person or what they had, like, nothing else would do. Yeah. And it's also that feeling of, like, when he's saying, like, give me some more and just take the pain away. Like, he's feeling like he maybe he did something bad. And so he's having Mm -hmm. a lot of pain. But then at the same time, like, he wants this person so badly. So he's like, just give me some more. Like, just take, like, make me not feel pain anymore. Interesting. And it's like that like the morphine like the how we were talking before of like something being you know like the cure and the disease would also fit fit into an affair storyline very well because it's like it's like the thing that's causing pain but it's also the thing that like makes you feel like makes the pain go away (laughs) yeah and even if it's not like an affair maybe it could just be like with someone who like they know it's not gonna work because like, right that could be like, a, a distance thing a or like mm-hmm. you know they just know it's not gonna turn out or whatever it is yeah like, but it seems like there's like a lot of like pain and yeah. like sadness yeah so it would have to be something very like dramatic of yeah. why they couldn't be together interesting yeah wow, wow. a whole new <laughs> vision yeah <laughs> So is that is that it? And that's that's where the song ends, right? Yeah. Do you have like wrap up thoughts on the lyrics? I don't think so. I mean, other than what we were just talking about, like there's this a lot of with it with a song like this, I think there's a lot of interpretations mm-hmm. and a lot of the lyrics. Um, it's that thing of like the specifics. I think we talked about this on some other episode, but like how a lot of times you think like, oh, generic lyrics are more relatable because more people will be able to relate to them. But in actuality, like specific lyrics are more relatable because even if you haven't had the specific experience of like someone saying meet me in the hallway, like you can relate more because it's more of a, it's more of a truthful like expression when you're talking specifics. And so I feel like the song is like full of them. Um, Like meet me in the hallway. I just left your bedroom. I walked the streets all day. Um, like there's a lot of like specifics on it. I'll be on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like because of that, you'd think you'd be able to find the interpretation really easily, but like you can't because they could mean any amount of like metaphors. <laughs> yeah. Specifically like the hallway. Like I, that's such a specific thing to whatever this relationship is, especially because mm-hmm. it comes up more than once. And like, even though like, you know, every person who, listens to this song doesn't have like this weird connection with a hallway it doesn't like matter because it that specificity like makes it feel more personal and makes it more relatable and yeah you know yeah, yeah. definitely it's also interesting like thinking about because 
because like this song is from Harry and like we are big fans of his and we've been following him for a long time and he is so popular so he lives a lot of his life in the spotlight Mm -hmm. like our interpretations are probably so different than like if we were to listen to this song like not knowing anything about the artist yeah like we may have had like a totally clear interpretation like we maybe would have listened to it and been like oh this is exactly what this song means Mm -hmm. but because we know that Harry wrote it like we're probably trying to fit it into his life somehow like even though we're not like saying that but like obviously like when we're thinking about like well why did he write that like we're Mm -hmm. trying to fit it into his life and like we know so much about his life at the same time that we know nothing about his life yep (laughs) So it probably totally changes like how we interpret things because yeah, it, it is we're so fitting true. it into stories we already know. Because like whenever we've interpreted songs, we're often like, oh, Harry did this, like Harry, or like we'll always yeah. be like, oh, you know, like the boys, um, because they're so famous, it's hard, they don't have this privacy. So that often like works its right. way into the song, like in, I want, yeah. I want to say like history and like perfect. Yeah, perfect. That's the name of it, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's been a long time. Like those songs where we're like, oh, it has to do, or even Louis with like him speaking from his personal experiences of like, um, like dealing with being in the public eye and having like, mm-hmm. you know, he's written a lot of that just like, just like you, like all that yeah. type of stuff where yeah. we totally include stuff from their actual lives. Um, yeah and and then when you have songs like distance yourself from it 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 is and then when you have songs like this or albums like this like if I were to hear this album not knowing anything about Harry I would probably think like there's one there's one significant romantic relationship in his life Mm -hmm. that this is all about but then when you think of Harry's life it's like well who would that be like I don't really know like maybe it's someone we don't know like maybe it's about multiple people but like it totally changes how you think of it when you know so much about someone's life yeah definitely and like that's like when Niall said like some of the songs on his album weren't even written from personal experiences and like you know he just thought of a concept like on a train like I feel like those are those ones are really interesting too because like you just assume everyone's writing about something they experienced when like in reality, like, I wrote, I write poetry about stuff that I haven't experienced. A lot of times there's, like, Mm -hmm. personal stuff in there, but, like, a lot of times it's just, like, you know, it's also, like, a creative way to write about stories. Um, Yeah, definitely, and, like, yeah, I don't really know about Harry, like, what, like, whether or not most of his stuff is written, like, directly from personal experience and how Mm -hmm. much of it is, like, stories, but it's totally possible that, like, he could have created a story in his mind Mm -hmm. for this song and then written it from that. And that doesn't mean that he hasn't experienced the feelings of like abandonment or pain, like these specific emotions. So it sounds, you know, it's very relatable and it sounds very real, but it could be like the actual story is like fictional or like, or like, you know, based off his life, but not actually specific to his life. Yeah. Like it could have just, you know, been a hallway and then he creates this whole story about, you know, someone yeah, and, and because it's also written by multiple people, like, mm-hmm. we know that from the dining table was, the lyrics came from multiple people's different experiences, because mm-hmm. um, he, that's the one that we would have heard him talk about, like, how they went around, you know, they were sitting at a dining table talking about, and they, add, like, they added lyrics to mm-hmm. the song, um, so we know, so we know that other people have contributed, like, you know, lyrical content to that song, so that could right. be the case in other songs, too, like, that maybe the other you know writers this was like their story or something yeah this whole thing just really like it makes me wish we could 
like, if there was, like, tours, but, like, you know, Jeff Basker gave tours, but, like, a tour of Harry's album, <laughs> whereas, like, rather than, like, a tour of, like, a museum, it was, like, uh-huh. let's all sit in this room and, like, I'm yes. going to show you, like, the different tracks with, like, different layers and how we layered them up and, like, you know, like, how it's so we put cool together, like, this song. Yeah, um, Tegan and Sarah, when they, they've done that a lot, like, they, well on the earlier albums they like used to talk a lot about like they were like very very honest about mm-hmm. like what they wrote who they wrote their songs about and like mm-hmm. what they're all about and they also like put out this um like little video series um with their album the con where they like they like took you into the studio and they showed you like all like re- like the recording and the production and like everyone who's involved and the different musicians and so you actually got to see like wow. how each song was written and constructed and recorded that's so um, cool I know. I think it's one of the things that like got me like really obsessed with them because I love seeing that process. And mm-hmm. then you end up feeling like so much more in touch with the music and like mm-hmm. the artist because you can like, you get to see everything like being created. Yeah. Um, I would like love to have something like that for this album or even just like one song. Like, I know. Anything. <laughs> like I want to know who wrote what lyrics and like how you came up with the music and how it was recorded. And... Yeah. It's like Genius has done that with a couple artists where they have like yeah. videos of the artist going through the lyrics and explaining mm-hmm. what they mean to them, which I think is so cool. And that doesn't mean right. I'm going to interpret the song that way, but like it's cool to have the artist's interpretation as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I remember, like, I, I wish they did it with One Direction, too, because, especially in the later years, because I remember um, they put out, um, Julian Bonetta was going to release this series, and then he only put out one video, um, which is, like, really obnoxious. <laughs> but it was that song they did, Hideaway. Yeah. And so it was, like, a video of the studio, and it was, like, mostly Liam and Louie, but they were writing this song called mm-hmm. Hideaway. And, like, that you could cool. hear... Yeah, you could hear and see, like, Louie and Liam adding different parts and saying, like, oh, no, I want it to sound this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, like, I would just so love to see more of that, like, more videos like that from other songs they've done. Yeah. Sick. Cool, cool, cool. So let's try to write a f- So I want to do something fun. Yeah. I'm feeling high. Fun. So I'm, 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 I'm in the zone. I want to stand up and I want to dance. Go in here. Let's plug in an electric. Yeah, we need to go. I'll be drums. You're on piano. You're on 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 guitar. Because that was supposed to be a series. It was literally posted called episode one. 
Really? I didn't realize Yes. That. I thought that was yeah. just, like, some, like, random clip that we got a hold of somehow. No, Julian Bonetta posted it, and he said episode one of, I forget what the series was going to be called, but then he never, like, posted anymore. Sad. <laughs> I feel like that, like, really lets you into, like, like, the process. I, I remember, like, Liam was saying, like, oh, I want to do, like, uh, I want to repeat this part, or, like, I feel like it adds this. And then you get to see, like, you know, what decisions the artist is making, because it can, especially with One Direction, everyone was always like, oh, they're not really writing anything, they're not really doing it, Um, but you get to see more the artistry side of it versus just, like, performing, you know? Yeah, and then you could also see the arguments, because then Louis was, like, arguing with him, and was, like, saying, like, no, I I don't want a second, like, hideaway, like, I want it like this, like, Mm -hmm. they both had different ideas of how they wanted to go. It was called The Lost Jams. That's right. And that song sounded great. We should get that song as well. I love that song. I don't know why they never released it. They need to release all the 1D unreleased songs. That would be Seriously. Nice. Yeah. I'd make an album of that, please. <clears throat> yeah. Um, okay. So we are almost at two hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, sort of the last like stuff I have here. Is there anything like music that you want to cover I feel like we covered a lot of the music already yeah I think I covered everything musically while we were going through the lyrics what would you give this song out of 10 probably 10 out of 10 (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I'm like so bad at this I gave Anna a 9.5 oh wow I know (laughs) I just want to give them all like because now that I've like really I've like really connected with this song because I just spent so much time like listening to all the different parts like yeah I don't but I also don't know what I rated other songs like I'm sure I, I gave two ghosts a bad rating but that's not how I feel anymore <laughs> I'm bad at rating two because I want to give everything a 10 <laughs> yeah I mean wh- when I ranked these like one through 10 what did this one come for me like number six I want to say I was just thinking that I was like I wish I had my notebook because I wrote our little rankings down but I don't know where it is yeah. I don't remember where you put this one but it was kind of low down yeah I think. it was lower but like I still want to give this a nine so yeah <laughs> I-, I don't know <laughs> um uh all right, do you have any other like wrap-up thoughts about this song I don't think so I think I covered well, that it. Was a, we covered it. A good discussion. Um, yeah. Let us know how you guys interpret this song. Um, because I feel like we went on a journey over the past like hour and a half talking about it and yeah. coming up with new ideas. And I'm sure everyone else has other ideas as well. So leave a comment on Twitter. Yes. All right. So yeah, let us know anything you thought about the song, any sort of feedback we'd love to have. Leave us comments below the um, the posting of the episode on Twitter, um, because I don't think a lot of people do that. But um, I noticed someone doing that this week and like posting on the actual like tweet. I should. I. I mean, I'm, that was I'm... me. Oh, was it? <laughs> well I did yesterday okay perfect then it was you um I really liked it that's all that's what I'm saying like I like that because I often like will come up with questions but it's it's nice like if someone's just like listening and I feel like the the posted tweet is a good place to stick it um um yeah thank you guys for listening to episode 136 of talk direction you can follow us on twitter at talk underscore direction you can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com go to our tumblr which is talkdirection.tumblr.com or instagram which is just talk direction 
You can follow me individually on Twitter. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And Lucia, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O-L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And you can head over to patreon.com slash talkdirection for extra content, whether that be videos or mini episodes. And today we're going to be talking about Zane's new song, uh, Entertainer, and Niall being cute on Twitter. Um, you can also rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes um, and on SoundCloud. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Lucia. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 137. Bye! Bye!